section twenty two of the fireside chats of franklin delano roosevelt this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b the fireside chats of franklin delano roosevelt by franklin d roosevelt april twenty eighth nineteen forty two part one my fellow americans it is nearly five months since we were attacked at pearl harbor for the two years prior to that attack this country had been gearing itself up to a high level of production of munitions and yet our war efforts had done little to dislocate the normal lives of most of us since then we have dispatched strong forces of our army and navy several hundred thousand of them to bases and battlefronts thousands of miles from home we have stepped up our war production on a scale that is testing our industrial power our engineering genius and our economic structure to the utmost we have had no illusions about the fact that this is a tough job and a long one american warships are now in combat in the north and south atlantic in the arctic in the mediterranean in the indian ocean and in the north and south pacific american troops have taken stations in south america greenland iceland the british isles the near east the middle east and the far east the continent of australia and many islands of the pacific american warplanes manned by americans are flying in actual combat over all the continents and all the oceans on the european front the most important development of the past year has been without question the crushing counteroffensive on the part of the great armies of russia against the powerful german army these russian forces have destroyed and are destroying more armed power of our enemies troops planes tanks and guns than all the other united nations put together in the mediterranean sea matters remain on the surface much as they were but the situation there is receiving very careful attention recently we received news of a change in government in what we used to know as the republic of france a name dear to the hearts of all lovers of liberty a name and an institution which we hope will soon be restored to full dignity throughout the nazi occupation of france we have hoped for the maintenance of a french government which would strive to regain independence to re-establish the principles of liberty equality and fraternity and to restore the historic culture of france our policy has been consistent from the very beginning however we are now greatly concerned lest those who have recently come to power may seek to force the brave french people into submission to nazi despotism the united nations will take measures if necessary to prevent the use of french territory in any part of the world for military purposes by the axis powers the good people of france will readily understand that such action is essential for the united nations to prevent assistance to the armies or navies or air forces of germany or italy or japan the overwhelming majority of the french people understand that the fight of the united nations is fundamentally their fight that our victory means the restoration of a free and independent france and the saving of france from the slavery which would be imposed upon her by her external enemies and by her internal traitors we know how the french people really feel we know that a deep-seated determination to obstruct every step in the axis plan extends from occupied france 
through vichy france all the way to the people of their colonies in every ocean and on every continent our planes are helping in the defense of french colonies today and soon american flying fortresses will be fighting for the liberation of the darkened continent of europe itself in all the occupied countries there are men and women and even little children who have never stopped fighting never stopped resisting never stopped proving to the nazis that their so-called new order will never be enforced upon free peoples in the german and italian peoples themselves there is a growing conviction that the cause of nazism and fascism is hopeless that their political and military leaders have led them along the bitter road which leads not to world conquest but to final defeat they cannot fail to contrast the present frantic speeches of these leaders with their arrogant boastings of a year ago and two years ago on the other side of the world in the far east we have passed through a phase of serious losses we have inevitably lost control of a large portion of the philippine islands but this whole nation pays tribute to the filipino and american officers and men who held out so long on Bataan peninsula to those grim and gallant fighters who still hold corregidor where the flag flies and to the forces that are still striking effectively at the enemy on mindanao and other islands the malayan peninsula and singapore are in the hands of the enemy the netherlands east indies are almost entirely occupied though resistance there continues many other islands are in the possession of the japanese but there is good reason to believe that their southward advance has been checked australia new zealand and much other territory will be basis for offensive action and we are determined that the territory that has been lost will be regained the japanese are pressing their northward advance against burma with considerable power driving toward india and china they have been opposed with great bravery by small british and chinese forces aided by american flyers the news in burma tonight is not good the japanese may cut the burma road but i want to say to the gallant people of china that no matter what advances the japanese may make ways will be found to deliver airplanes and munitions of war to the armies of generalissimo shang kai shek we remember that the chinese people were the first to stand up and fight against the aggressors in this war and in the future a still unconquerable china will play its proper role in maintaining peace and prosperity not only in eastern asia but in the whole world for every advance that the japanese have made since they started their frenzied career of conquest they have had to pay a very heavy toll in warships in transports in planes and in men they are feeling the effects of those losses it is even reported from japan that somebody has dropped bombs on tokyo and on other principal centers of japanese war industries if this be true it is the first time in history that japan has suffered such indignities although the treacherous attack on pearl harbor was the immediate cause of our entry into the war that event found the american people spiritually prepared for war on a world-wide scale we went into this war fighting we know what we are fighting for we realize that the war has become what hitler originally proclaimed it to be a total war not all of us can have the privilege of fighting our enemies in distant parts of the world not all of us can have the privilege of working in a munitions factory or a shipyard or on the farms or in oil fields or mines producing the weapons or the raw materials that are needed by our armed forces 
but there is one front and one battle where everyone in the united states every man woman and child is in action and will be privileged to remain in action throughout this war that front is right here at home in our daily lives and in our daily tasks here at home everyone will have the privilege of making whatever self-denial is necessary not only to supply our fighting men but to keep the economic structure of our country fortified and secure during the war and after the war this will require of course the abandonment not only of luxuries but of many other creature comforts every loyal american is aware of his individual responsibility whenever i hear anyone saying the american people are complacent they need to be aroused i feel like asking him to come to washington to read the mail that floods into the white house and into all departments of this government the one question that recurs through all these thousands of letters and messages is what more can i do to help my country in winning this war to build the factories to buy the materials to pay the labor to provide the transportation to equip and feed and house the soldiers sailors and marines and to do all the thousands of things necessary in a war all cost a lot of money more money than has ever been spent by any nation at any time in the long history of the world we are now spending solely for war purposes the sum of about one hundred million dollars every day in the week but before this year is over that almost unbelievable rate of expenditure will be doubled all of this money has to be spent and spent quickly if we are to produce within the time now available the enormous quantities of weapons of war which we need but the spending of these tremendous sums presents grave danger of disaster to our national economy when your government continues to spend these unprecedented sums for munitions month by month and year by year that money goes into the pocketbooks and bank accounts of the people of the united states at the same time raw materials and many manufactured goods are necessarily taken away from civilian use and machinery and factories are being converted to war production you do not have to be a professor of mathematics or economics to see that if people with plenty of cash start bidding against each other for scarce goods the price of those goods goes up yesterday i submitted to the congress of the united states a seven-point program of general principles which taken together could be called the national economic policy for attaining the great objective of keeping the cost of living down i repeat them now to you in substance first we must through heavier taxes keep personal and corporate profits at a low reasonable rate second we must fix ceilings on prices and rents third we must stabilize wages fourth we must stabilize farm prices fifth we must put more billions into war bonds sixth we must ration all essential commodities which are scarce seventh we must discourage installment buying and encourage paying off debts and mortgages i do not think it is necessary to repeat what i said yesterday to the congress in discussing these general principles the important thing to remember is that each one of these points is dependent on the others if the whole program is to work some people are already taking the position that every one of the seven points is correct except the one point which steps on their own individual toes a few seem very willing to approve self-denial on the part of their neighbors the only effective course of action is a simultaneous attack on all of the factors 
which increase the cost of living in one comprehensive all-embracing program covering prices and profits and wages and taxes and debts the blunt fact is that every single person in the united states is going to be affected by this program some of you will be affected more directly by one or two of these restrictive measures but all of you will be affected indirectly by all of them end of section twenty two